0: Hello and welcome to another interesting section of the New Age Podcast. You're listening to the voice of David Henry, and I will be your guest on today's show. And on this very show today, we have an interesting guest, someone we've been really looking up to to have on a section like this. You know, we've really procrastinated it and done a lot of procrastination, but we thank God today because we, we, we're really doing this. Yeah, I should use that word. He is Eric Belberger. He's a holistic life coach and motivational singer-stroke songwriter. He guides self-aware individuals minds and body to create ease and flow towards their greatest potential. It is my pleasure to make welcome Eric Balbager to the show. You're welcome, Eric.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro, David. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so what we're doing today, we have an interesting topic and I know I would get our audience rather are really, you know, curious to to get, you know, good thoughts, you know, because I know you have good thoughts you want to share with them. And the the first question I would like to go deep down into this topic is have you in any way found yourself in a situation that you you, you don't you you had no choice, you don't know what to do, but rather you, you just did something out of Sometimes, let me say, uh, peer pressure, self pressure, financial pressure or something. Have you in any way found yourself in such a situation?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure many, many more times than I'm aware of right now. But the biggest um, example that sticks out to me is when I wrestled in high school. I, I joined the wrestling team. Um, because my brother was on the team, he was a captain, and I imagined that I would be good at this sport, and I imagined that it would grant me access to to attention, and to being more popular, to more friends, and and this and that, um, and I certainly put myself in a very uncomfortable position for a long, long time, because of this idea that I bought into that that I needed to be strong, because I was a man, and where I you know I was a boy at the time but I needed to do this to become more of a man.
0: <laughs> you know I picked something from just this stuff you just shared from this your story right you said you did it because your brother was the captain of uh, the wrestling team and you wanted fame and you wanted also to be noticed right Yes. All right what I got there is you, you it was peer pressure and also let me say uh, out of the influence of your brother that resulted you in doing this, so the next question is how did you feel when you found yourself in such situation? How did you feel how How was your feeling
1: it was It was a spectrum of feelings i you know i I believe that I wanted to be there at first i I enjoyed learning the sport I enjoyed learning it as a martial art i enjoyed getting better at it. And I certainly enjoyed winning. But a lot of the time, most of the time, I felt anxious. I felt depressed. Um, I felt, obviously, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with wrestling, but typically there, there's weight cutting involved. So at a very young age, I was messing with my health in a way that I shouldn't have been. I was Restricting my eating and my drinking, so very physically, I felt pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but but once you but once you won, it was all worth it. And you know, it's kind of it's it's a roller coaster of emotions. It it certainly it takes you all around the map in regards to feeling and and experience.
0: Mm. This is really interesting because it it reminded me also when I was in secondary school, right. I, I really needed to be noticed. I really wanted to stand out. Let me use that word. So there are things I did then that normally I wasn't supposed to do. But because of I really wanted to be noticed, that was why I did it. So now now there is something I've come to realize. You know, some people find themselves doing things most time that they don't enjoy doing, right? Mm-hmm. They they don't enjoy doing it, but because, let me say, of the situation they find themselves, some people, they they find themselves in a a tight corner where where they are financially uh, down, right? They don't have money to cater for need, and the the next thing, they, they just have to look for a source to get income flowing, so they will just do it. Some of the time, the job they find themselves is not something that's really worth it. But because they really want to, you know, sustain a living, they'll just do it. So now the, the the third question I will have to ask, and I know it's out of my outline, but I really want to ask it because it just dropped in my mind. The question is, what are those things that that make people, you know, what are those stuff that you think make people to do things that, that most of the time they are not you know, really ready to do, but because of the situation they find themselves, they really, they just, they just feel like doing it. What are those things?
1: Yes, it, that's a great question. and I'm glad that you asked it, but it, it really comes down to, to a really simple distinction. We do things either out of a place of fear, whether that's conscious or not, or we do things out of a place of love. So it's always a, it's you know, and there there's a whole bunch of emotions that I'm not naming right now. But love and fear really capture the two categories or the, the depth from which those different emotions and motives come. So typically when we're doing something that we don't really want to do or that doesn't feel good, we're doing it because we're afraid not to. We're either afraid of what other people will think of us. We're afraid what we will think of us. We're afraid that our safety might be jeopardized. Um, our, our image might be jeopardized. Something about us is at risk if we don't do it. So to relate that to wrestling, I, I was afraid that if I didn't do it, then then I would I would be letting down perhaps what people's expectation of me was. Right. Because my my brother had this image. He was he was muscular. He was strong. He was he was again, he was a captain. He had he had won. He had won the district the year before. So in my mind, and this is just me assuming that there was an expectation for me to do something similar. And my fear was that I would not meet this expectation. And that's why that's where most of my suffering came throughout the whole experience of wrestling, even when I was getting better and I was, you know, excelling and ready to win, my fear of losing and what that would look like or what that would mean, that fear outweighed my desire to win. So many, many times I had a stifled performance just because of that fear. And that, and that fear is probably why I was doing it in the first place. Even though I did, there were times where I enjoyed it, the, the stress about it. And the, the degree to which I suffered during it was because of that fear.
0: Mm, this is really interesting. So if I, if I really get your point, the reason why, why, why some people find themselves in such situation is, number one, is fear. Number two, peer pressure. Number three, the, the, the feeling of what people or what others may think of them. I think those are also stuff that relate to this uh, stuff you're sharing, right? Yes. That that's very impressive. So so now my so now my, my, my thought is my, my thought on this is is it is it is it really worth it like I'm just I'm just you know throwing uh if I would say a rhetorical question is it really worth it trying to impress others to your own detriment? I, I don't know how do you see that?
1: I I I feel my answer is, is gonna come from two different directions. First, no, it's it's a waste of energy to do things for other people in that from a place of fear. It's not a waste of time to do things for other people from a place of service or a place of love. But when you do something for them out of a place of fear, then ultimately it's it's going to be energy draining. However, for me, that experience as a wrestler, that experience with with anxiety, with the depression, with with the the discipline needed to progress, with what was required from the sport, um, I wouldn't take any of that back because it shaped me. It taught me. It was it was an opportunity mo- more than an obstacle. Even though when I was in the thick of it, it felt like a layer of hell. But ultimately, it 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 shaped me and. In a way that became very useful as I continued to move forward as a student, as I continue to learn about my body, you know, having having several injuries could seem like a bad thing. But what it taught me was how to heal. It taught me how to take care of myself. It taught me how to to relearn and to rebuild. And that that's very valuable. So also, while no, my intentions for doing in the beginning. Might have been skewed. What I got out of it was still very worth it.
0: Mm. Mm. You know, I, I, I picked something from what you said. Now that that what, what what you just said is what what I picked from what you said is this that you 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 learn from this stuff, right? You learn from it, like you this stuff that you didn't feel. Doing there, there is something that you learned from me that helped in shaping you to become the better person you are today, that helped in making you the, the better version of yourself, discovering your own purpose. That is to say that even in the midst of you doing something that doesn't, you know, make you fulfilled, at least to an extent as a human, you just have to, you know, pick one point or pick two points and learn from it and try to uh. uh, uh Mix it up with the who you really want to be and then, and then move on with your life. All right? Yes. So, so, now the next, so now the next question is, what was your aim of doing it? Like, what was your aim? Like, what did you see? Let me just, there, there's this question I, I used to ask people sometimes. Like, in the next five years, in the next three years, how do you see yourself? What do you think you can achieve in those years to come? And, and, and most of them gives me, you know, a good answer, like uh, I want to get married. Some of them will say I want to, you know, go to school, graduate, and, and, and then get a good job. So you wrestling and all this whole stuff of you wrestling, trying to impress people, and because of the influence of, of your brother, you, you joined the wrestling. What was your aim, like the major aim of you joining the wrestling? That's what I want to get.
1: I think on the surface, I wanted to be a winner. You know, I wanted to I wanted to demonstrate my physical ability and I wanted to be seen for it. I wanted the attention. I certainly wanted to be recognized um, for that physical accomplishment. I think underneath of the surface, the aim was to be lovable. You know, there is that deep that, or perhaps the fear of not being lovable, but that that desire to be connected with people, to be appreciated by people, to be loved by people. I think that's under the surface. That's everyone's aim for doing anything is is to connect in that way and and for love.
0: Mm, it's really interesting because some of the people sometimes the they don't have an aim like most of the people I've seen, they don't have aim of doing some things. Some of the time I used to advise people, even if you don't really enjoy that, just give yourself a short time, even if it's not something long. You just have to give yourself at least uh, a a shot. You don't have to be a total loser. Yeah, I, I get the fact. I get the point that I don't enjoy doing sports. But at least, even if I find that situation, at least I should pick one or two things to learn. From, and then, and then, shaping myself like you did. You know, you you learn from uh, wrestling and shaping me. So I used to tell people: at least, even if it's not worthy, it, just just set a goal. If I will say, it. just set a goal, and, and then walk towards it. Though it will not be uh, as rosy as you may think. Sure, it, it it won't be because deep in you, you're not fulfilled about doing that. So you you sometimes feel sluggish to uh, push forward, sometimes you feel like just giving up. but what I used to tell them is even if it's not worth it, just a goal and, and, and then walk towards it when you walk walking towards that goal, goal it helps you discover your real self that's one thing people yes. don't understand when I was idle, because I, I, I never did a whole lot of social media stuff and a, a, a whole lot of things I, I never did them but th- then I wasn't realizing the who I was to be, right? I wasn't realizing, I, I, I didn't realize who I was to be. But when I started, I, first of all, I started with um, singing. Yes, I started with singing. I started singing in the church choir. From there, I, I started with, uh, I now finally discovered again that I, I, I was to become an actor. I walked towards it. And, and then all of a sudden, I, I discovered that, no, inside this acting stuff, I also you know you know needs to be a podcaster as in i also you know I, I also can become a podcaster when i started you know doing something that was when i began unraveling the potentials in me so a lot of people sitting down and saying uh i've not known or i've not seen what i want to do in life i'm still waiting for god sometimes or for for me to discover my potential sometimes it puts you at risk because you will not discover that pot- potential until you start doing something that's what i used to tell them you just have to start doing something and now it breaks us to the next question right the next question is how, what were the challenges you faced while doing this you No, know, there must be certainly a whole lot because this thing is not what you really want to do, but out of maybe some situation that you found yourself in, you just decided to do it. So definitely there will be a challenge that you will face. So what were those challenges that you faced while trying to you know, become a, a, a wrestler?
1: So the sport of wrestling in and of itself is, is very challenging. What it, what it requires of your physical body, is, is more than many sports, um, losing weight and competing, um, do competing in matches and tournaments kind of multiple times a week and not really having time for your body to rest. Um, those are all physical challenges for any wrestler, but my main challenge was myself. I didn't trust myself enough to to be able to let go and do my thing when it came time. I didn't trust myself enough to just be in the moment and to enjoy it. Um, my biggest obstacle was my mindset, and again, it was I was I was engaged, but I was very in, attached to the outcome, whereas. Now I see the, the potency of being highly engaged in everything that you do, but being lowly attached to the outcome. And when you're lowly attached to the outcome, you're more free. You're more capable. The skills that you've been honing are more likely to show come through uninhibited when you're not concerned. As soon as you get concerned with the outcome or you start clinging to this idea of what you want, you start messing the whole thing up. And that was my biggest challenge was learning how to get out of my own way. And while I got more comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, as I matured as a wrestler, I could deal with the anxiety of it. Um, my senior year, I was trying to lose quite a bit of weight and I couldn't anymore. My body was beginning to shut down and, and, I had no choice, or it seemed like I had no choice, but just to wrestle my natural weight. And once I decided to do that, and once I was given permission to do that by my coaches and, and my brother, something major shifted in that my expectation of myself vanished because I was at a weight class that I wasn't supposed to be at. I was going to be small there. I wasn't going to be competitive there, this, that, and the other thing. But once I let go of that expectation, my performance improved. I was winning match after match, and I ended up having a record of 20 and 4 at a weight that I shouldn't have been at just because I lost all expectation of myself at that point. I still showed up, and I still worked hard, but I wasn't afraid to lose because if I lost, I wasn't supposed to be there anyways. So just that mindset shift changed the, the course of my my senior year season dramatically.
0: Mm. This is really interesting because I can imagine how it feels for you doing something you don't really want to do, but out of you know uh, the situation you found yourself you just had to do it out of some reasons you had you just had to you know just do it. I know the kind of challenges that are going to be there. I know the kind of challenges that you sure or face why trying to do it some of you, you face challenges like uh, rejection people will be like you, you don't fit for for this position you don't fit to be here so you shouldn't be among us if you, you face rejection some of the time you 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 are not being regarded as somebody that you really are and most of the time you just it makes you lose confidence in yourself it makes you lose hope in yourself and it, it it's really Uh, self-draining it's really emotionally draining if I say permit me to use that word rather and now this brings us to the next question and and this is um, how did you manage to overcome these challenges like all these uh, uh, challenges of you own self you you may mention of something like uh, the the greatest challenge you had was your self challenge anxiety and the rest how did you manage in uh, overcoming these challenges
1: so, with anything, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, my fear of performing, once I was finished wrestling, it immediately translated into performing music. Um, from a young age, I've I've been a guitarist, started singing, you know, ever since I was little and started writing music um, after high school, really, and that stage fright immediately moved into that musical setting of performance. And I wasn't able to move past it. What I took medication for a little bit, which didn't feel good. And I wasn't able to move past it until I began to understand what was happening within me. So I was having a panic response. To to a stimulus, that stimulus being on stage in front of people. So on one level, a very physical level, I learned how to begin reprogramming the part of my brain that emits the stress response. So I was working with someone named um, Buzz Mingen, who is a great, great mentor. He's doing great things now. I began interning at a place that he had um, he had a martial arts school. And he taught me this technique to to basically undo and rewire a stress response with a certain situation. So that was one thing I did that certainly helped. But the other thing that I needed to do, and this didn't happen until, until much later, was understand what that emotion of fear was trying to do for me. So when I would feel the fear originally, well, at first I would just be afraid of the situation, and then it got to the point where I was afraid of the fear, right? And that, that's that's something that happens with a lot of people when they have a panic disorder. They get afraid to have a panic attack, so they are they don't even leave their home. So I was getting afraid of being afraid because I knew how it would affect my performance. And so what I needed to shift was this – I needed to shift from judgment of my fear – to compassion towards my fear, which I could only access through understanding that fear. And when I tuned in, when I was, when I was coached through it, when I worked with a mentor, I was taught or what I discovered as I was being coached was that that fear was just signaling to me that my mind was going too far in the future as soon as I would anticipate that fear signal would turn on, reminding me to come back to the moment. The fear wanted me to trust myself, to trust that I worked and practiced hard enough that I didn't have to anticipate anymore. And when the fear came on, instead of being like, oh man, I gotta get rid of this fear or else it's gonna get in the way. Instead, I learned to breathe into the fear. I learned to welcome the fear. I learned to love the fear to accept it to allow it and as i allowed it then the fear would could come and then it just flows through me rather than it turning into shaking and sweating and a small voice or all the symptoms of panic it comes the heart beats quickly but then it serves as fuel it becomes energizing as you release the resistance you surrender to it and that but and that's an art That's a way of being that I've slowly learned over time, and that's how I coach people. I coach people to understand all of the emotions that are present, whether it be infused in their goals or in their blocks. Whatever emotions are present, we have to understand them, and we have to allow them. We have to understand the intelligence with them. And then we use those blocks as the stepping stones. We use the obstacle or whatever's coming up as the opportunity and we surrender to it. We allow it and then we get to flow with ourselves and we get to express ourselves to the greatest degree.
0: Mm, I really appreciate this. You've really shared a whole lot of life on this topic and I really appreciate this, Eric. And, you know, you, you said something of um, cheer. The fear of being afraid. You know, I, I can imagine that feeling of you standing in a, in a stage where we have like a, a, a thousand people watching you trying to fight. That fear of you disappointing your fans, that fear of you being a disappointment who look up to you. You know, I know how, you know, disappointing and how uh, how it can be. When you are on stage, I know those sweats will be coming out of your body. I know how it feels, and and a whole lot of it. I know those were also a whole lot of challenges that you did face, and 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 it, and then this brought me. There's something you made mention of. You made mention of uh, you uh the way how, how you uh, overcame these challenges. You made mention of you uh discovering your own purpose through another stuff like you said standing in the stage then why wrestling was a big fear for you. But when you started singing music, when you started uh, singing music in, in front of a whole lot of people, it gave you that confidence of standing also in the stage and fighting your opponent. And this brought me also to remember what I, I experienced, you know, while coming up as a child. There there was a day that I, uh, there was a time, so to say, sorry, I, uh, I had to you know, enroll in a film academy. I, after enrolling in the film academy, because I'm an actor, actually, I didn't tell you this fact, I'm an actor, right? So I enrolled in this film academy. After enrolling in this film academy, I started going for class and, when, and, and whenever they call for uh, a movie project, when I come, they'll say, you're not too qualified, you know, you're not too qualified for this. Your voice, your voice is giving us the problem. We don't like your voice, actually. It's not giving us what we really want. But I tried a whole lot of things, but it never, it never worked. I did exercises. It never worked. And, and, and then when I finally started my podcast work, when I started my podcast, you know, job, that, that was when I started working on the, my voice. I started working on my voice when I'm podcasting. I, I started uh, 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 controlling the rhythm of my voice, how it flows, and I, I made it presentable such that it can you know, attract attention and it can, it can make somebody you know listen to me when I, whenever I speak. So after that, I went back to the school. And when I was called to perform a certain role, when I started people were like, wow, is it this guy that we talked to? Is it this guy that we saw as someone who isn't worthy that is giving us these vibes? So all this kind of stuff. And I, I, I understand. So most of the time, the way we can overcome the challenges we face is by discovering ourselves through the we who we are. Like, let, let me break that down. Let me just break it down so that you will not be confused or our audience, rather, will not be confused. Like me, I started with acting. But the who I really want to be is uh, a, a, a a big podcaster, someone who will who will be you know future in the whole big in a whole lot of shows, right? That that was who I really wanted to be. And also, though I, I really have passion for acting, up to now, I'm still acting. Actually, on Tuesday next week, I have a project that I'm going to shoot. So next week also will really be a busy week. I have a project that I'm going to shoot. But, but, but what I'm trying to say, in essence, is when you start doing something, it helps you in discovering your own purpose. So most of the time, we shouldn't sit back in laziness and then, and then say, uh, I've not discovered my real potential in life, so I shouldn't just go out there and start doing something that isn't the real who I am. So I, I should just wait back until God tells me, okay, look at who you are, start working towards it, and achieve whatever you want to be now. What I used to tell them is, just start something. Start something, walk towards something, and it will help you in discovering your purpose. Like you now, you started with wrestling, though it wasn't what you wanted. But while you started wrestling, it helped you discover that you have that potential of becoming a musician. And that was how you walked towards it. Also me, I started as an actor. But after working as an actor, although I love acting and I like doing anything that concerns either uh, a screenplay or, or or a stage play. I like doing stuff like that. But after acting also, it helped me discover that I also have another potential, which is podcasting. So most of the time, we should just try to do something and then, and then we'll see ourselves, you know, going the way we really want to be. We'll see ourselves feeling fulfilled. So that's what I used to tell a whole lot of people. And that brings us to should I say the last question before we call it a rap? And this question is, how did you came out of this, your wrestling stuff, and, and, and then go into your real potential, which is music? How did you do it?
1: Well, first of all, I love your story. I wanted, I wanted to acknowledge that. I love your story, and I love how you took it upon yourself to, to evolve and to adapt and how noticeable it was. And even though that wasn't ultimately your your purpose it was all it was all a part of your journey and all a a part of your your guidance towards your greatest potential and and that's certainly reflective of of what I'm going to share in that you know I didn't have to I didn't have to walk away from wrestling essentially it kind of just fell away Um, my body injured multiple times and it 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 was no longer aligned with who i was and who who i was becoming um with with music and and getting through that yeah there were there was there were these mindset tools there was this these tools for rewiring the fear response that i mentioned before but like you like you mentioned the, the purpose that's what really became the north star for me and and became that that life-changing shift that seemed to part the seas for me. And, and it was back in 2018, my older sister, Jessica, overdosed. And through that experience, I was given the choice to cling and attach, like I mentioned before, Or to surrender and to let go. And I consciously made the decision to surrender. And as I did so, I tuned into something infinitely greater than what I could have ever imagined. I tuned into this connection with with my sister in a non-physical way. I tuned into... The world around me in a non-physical way, in an energetic way, beyond form, beyond what the eyes can see and what the normal five senses could know. I tuned into an experience that showed me the, the brilliance of, of surrender, of how it accesses grace rather than being stuck in sadness or grief or anger. All those things just flow right through you when you surrender. But I also accessed a gift. And that gift was the purpose. And the purpose was to use this crazy experience in my music, to to guide other people to to share this story and to use it as a learning tool. But it, to, to do it in the most authentic way that I could, to put it in the lyrics of my music, to put it in in my job when I when I tell my story and I teach workshops and I teach tools to use that experience in exactly the way that I want to. But first, I needed to learn what my particular zone of genius was, my zone of genius lo- laid within music, within within coaching, and I was able to slowly follow the steps that wrapped it all together, but stemming from that purpose of, of that message, that message that when you surrender to life and when you trust life, it will take care of you and it will guide you and it will love you and it will connect you to something so much bigger than yourself. And it was that purpose that became the wings so to speak, to this goal that took flight.
0: Mm, I really appreciate your thought. I really appreciate everything you've shared on this show, and it's really my pleasure to say a very big thank you for having you on this show. I know, you know, you know. I, I understand how how it feels not to do. I I, I certainly have mentioned that, but I was still mention it. How it feels not to do something, which deep inside of you you don't want to do, but out of the sometimes treasure you find yourself in you just have to do it right i I understand how it is you know one thing i used to tell people is this you are you and nobody is you and when you discover that nobody is you you understand that you have a power that lies within you but when another person becomes you it makes you not to achieve anything it makes you to lose your power for example, now, I, I, let me just use myself as an instance. I start living a life imitating another person and trying to be another person. You know, it will actually derail me from the who I really was made to be. It will really yes. derail me from that track. Sure, it will certainly do. and And then... But if I come to realize that for me to achieve a certain goal, I need to be contented with myself. I need to set some goals and I need to work towards my destiny. That is when I can achieve anything. Sure, that is when I can achieve anything. For example, now. to so right now. Let me just say I'm an actor and I'm also a podcaster. Then I see somebody like you who is a wrestler all of a sudden I started envying that person and I become jealous and I want to become a wrestler also ch- just to be noticed. Let me use that word, noticed. So I, I, I start striving to become like that. person. Do you know that I will actually derail from my acting stuff, from my podcasting stuff, and then I'll forget everything that concerns my real potential just to become that who you are? Do you know that, right? Yes. So, so what I used to tell people is that you should be contented. Forget about peer pressure. I know, I know peer pressure will, will really come. I know a whole lot of situation, a whole lot of scenario will place itself that wants you to attempt in doing something that will cost you a whole lot of things. But what I used to say is, in as much as I urge you to do something in order to discover your potential, do not find yourself in something negative. Do not go ahead in doing something that will cost you a whole lot of things. Most of the time, will end up claiming your life. I, I don't really advise that in as much as I do say get something doing and then it will help in shaping you and and discovering your purpose. I don't advise people going around doing something that is negative. Yeah, I don't I don't advise that. So, Eric, I want I want you to give your final words and your advice to people who find themselves in a, a situation like this or who will soon find themselves in a situation like this. I want you to give your final words and, and your advice as we call it a wrap.
1: Thank you, David. Yes, I'd love to end with with advising this audience to follow your excitement follow that which energizes you follow that which nourishes you what feels good follow the good feeling energy in your body that is summoned when you give your attention to whatever it is whatever that thing is that lights you up walk towards that light and walk, and it doesn't have to be an uphill battle towards it. You could flow seamlessly downstream. And while there's gonna be turns and there's gonna be bumps and it's not always gonna be easy, if you keep allowing yourself to be as you are and to follow what's calling you, you will not be misled you will find yourself exactly where you're supposed to be and you will unfold into your greatest potential because that that potential already exists as a reality and even when we do the things we don't want it's still shaping us and it's still curating and preparing us for that moment that we're that we're longing for so again follow what feels good follow your excitement and and just allow it to happen Trust that it's happening for you and that the universe is conspiring in your favor to serve that unique purpose.
0: Thank you once again, Eric, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the thought you've shared. I really appreciate every advice you've given to our audience and how you manage and evolve into you, to a better person who you are today. And until next time, I used to tell my audience something. They are the best. They, are, they can achieve anything in life. All they have to do is just avoid trouble from trouble and stay positive just they should just keep their mind positive that's what i used to tell them right so i, I will really look forward to recording another topic with you because I, I really like the the light you do you know share on each topic that we we discuss each topic that i really like the light you share on it so i will be looking forward to having you on the next section of my podcast hopefully so this is where we call it a wrap on the Thank you very much, Eric, for coming, and I really appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. Yeah, I don't take it for granted. And to so wonderful listeners, this is where we call it a wrap. Yeah, this is where we call it a wrap. But this ain't gonna be the last. We still have a whole lot coming your way. Just anticipate, hit the like button, share this podcast. You know, share it with your friends, your enemies, whoever you feel like sharing it with. Just share it for me, and also do me a favor of subscribing to this podcast channel and i will appreciate that until next time bye for now